It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six and time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. We've got to get our dates right here because I've had a few off and it kind of screws everything up. So let's go ahead and do this here. <clears throat> Just double checking. Yes, it is a Wednesday. Okay. So over the hump we go for a lot of people. Well, so many folks, not everybody, but many folks have all sorts of odd days off, especially if they're in the media. So, yeah, this is, um, and, and one of the reasons why, just so you know, media people take this time of year off. As as far as the news cycle goes, there's not a lot going on. And also, a lot of folks are on vacation. And so, in other towns, listening to other media, it gets really weird. So, this is mostly the time when people take time off. Which is why Miss Mary and I took uh, Monday and Tuesday off. As well as, you know, going through the holiday and so on. So, yeah, I get back here as Wednesday. And I'm thinking, wow, this is kind of weird because I got today, tomorrow, Thursday. And then we have a long weekend because the first of the year is Monday, which makes that a holiday, too. So, okay, let's see what kind of garbage was happening while we were gone. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So we get into the new year, and I've got a lot of economic news for you, because once again, the president and his crew going around talking about how wonderful the economy is, and we'll get into that today, because while the president is saying economy is just wonderful out there, Americans are saying, no, it's not. And he's blaming a lot of social media for pushing the idea that the economy is not good. But, hey, you have to buy groceries. Meantime, let's go to, well, I was going to say sunny California. Pause a second. We had such nice weather for quite a while because a high-pressure system was just parked over top of us, deflecting all sorts of bad weather. That high-pressure system moved away, and you know, we got some winter here. We'll talk about that with Don Day as he comes up. Meantime, California, Texas, and east of us, they were getting just slammed with horrible weather. I was about to say, I said all of that because I was about to say sunny California hadn't been for a while. Oh, they, they've been going through, which is good because that means their mountains are getting a lot of snow and a lot of rain in their reservoirs. That's really a good thing. Either way. Let's go to what used to be the great state of California, which is now a socialist paradise. And how the newest minimum wage increase is devastating workers out there. Minimum wage. Yeah. 
So, remember I told you a while back, it was a big thing a while back when they picked a completely arbitrary number and said we need a $15 an hour minimum wage. And that, of course, was echoed all over the country by Democrats. $15 an hour, yeah, 15 Well, where'd you get the $15 an hour from? It's kind of an arbitrary thing. They just kind of came up with $15 an hour. And then as California, well, inflation has gotten out of control nationwide, but especially California inflation, wow. So $20 an hour doesn't cut it anymore for those people trying to make a living in menial jobs. So... California Pizza Hut franchise announces layoffs of delivery drivers before new $20 hour minimum wage. Now, I've met, and I don't mean any disrespect at all to delivery drivers out there. In fact, the, the delivery driver industry is actually kind of booming. Oh, every so often when I get off work, I'll swing over to like a subway or something like that, you know, get a tuna sandwich, something like that. And I see people who come in with this DoorDash and Grubhub. So, yeah, the, these are people who make a little bit of money just delivering food. Unfortunately, because they're in Wyoming, they're, you know, distances, well, they have to do it in their town. A lot of Wyoming towns are small. And they're not going to deliver outside of a town. Now, if they lived in a major city, DoorDash, would everything would be walking distance. But, yeah, when you're in a place like Wyoming, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But these are people who grabbed a job and they're just running deliveries. So I don't mean any disrespect to the delivery drivers because they're really trying hard. But they don't make a lot of money doing it. Which is why on the rare occasion when I do get something delivered to my house, I, I'll go ahead and give them a nice tip. I was never a delivery driver, but I understand working hard like that. So here's a nice tip for you because you're really out there busting your butt, and I appreciate that. Especially if they have to go to my house during bad weather. <clears throat> I hope if you ever order something like food because the weather's really bad and you get a DoorDash delivery or a pizza delivery guy, I hope you tip him well. Considering he had to manage all of that weather to get to your house because you didn't want to go outside. That's why I say did. Do, do them a favor, right? All right, multiple Pizza Hut franchises in California are planning to lay off delivery drivers as the restaurant chain braces for an increase in a minimum wage for fast food workers next year, which next year is just a few days away. Several Pizza Hut operators filed notice to comply with the workers' adjustment, and this is the name of the bill, Workers' Adjustment and Retaining Notification Act. That's the name of the bill, Workers' Adjustment and Retaining Notification Act, saying they were discontinuing their delivery services. Can't afford them. Pack Pizza LLC, operated as Pizza Hut, has made a business decision to determine first-party delivery services. As a result, the elimination of all delivery positions. The Federal Warn Act, noticed by uh, filed by fast food operators within the state employment and department, Insider report. Another operator, Southern California Pizza, also announced layoffs of around, get a load of this, 841 drivers across the state. 800 because of this $20 an hour minimum wage increase. See, these people think they're doing something great. We're going to raise the minimum wage to $20 an hour to help those poor, downtrodden people. And right away, 841 of them are laid off, fired, 
from just one company. The move impacts Pete's Hut location in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, Riverside, and Ventura counties. Many of uh, franchises will delay on third-party delivery apps like uh, Uber Eats and Grubhub and DoorDash. The layoff announced came months before the fast food workers in California began a minimum wage $20 an hour beginning in April. The increase was proposed as a way to offset increasing costs to Californians. One Pizza Hut delivery uh, driver told Business Insider he was offered a $400 severance if he stuck around through February 5th date. He said the money they are giving us as severance pay is a slap in the face. Well, it might be a slap in the face, but this goes back to something I've said many times before. If you're not making enough money, then do what you need to do to give yourself a raise. Okay. Which means delivery driver is a good, you know, part-time job or starting point, but you're supposed to grow from there. Jenkins! Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, it seems that the minimum wage will be going up again. Yes, sir? Who should I fire? Uh, everyone. Below your pay grade, Jenkins. Really? That's almost everyone, sir. Uh, yes, I know. And you'll have to pick up a few extra duties to take up the slack. Sir, I, I was just promoted. I really don't want to go back to public restroom duty. Uh, well, I, I tell you what. Uh, you only have to clean out the executive restroom. How's that? That would be your bathroom you use, sir? Uh, yes. I'd rather clean the public restroom, sir. Oh, oh, by the way, Jenkins, how's that new Affordable Care Act working for you? Can't afford it, sir. Uh, you've probably been reduced to sleeping in the back of your car. They repossessed my car, sir. I've been sleeping in the back of yours. Have you? Uh, well, you'll need to move over with all these government uh, improvements. I'll be moving in with you real soon. I call shotgun. Tap it. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Work. Hard work. Work. Hard work. Work. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at eight 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 ninety seven Woods. This is AM ten thirty K two Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. So if you just joined me, I was talking about how in California they are raising the minimum wage to $20 an hour for fast food workers. And immediately, first of the year it's supposed to happen, delivery drivers will be laid off in mass number. Pizza delivery drivers, DoorDash, you know, companies like that are just going to be fired in managed numbers because these companies can't afford to pay $20 an hour. Other fast food workers as well will be losing their jobs because of a raise in 20 And that's not an if or a might or a maybe. I just read a news story which showed this is exactly what these companies said they're going to have to do. Gee, what a great thing raising a minimum wage like that. That just helped so many people, didn't it? All right, let's take a look at somebody else for a while. If you remember the Clinton administration, if you're that old, you might remember Robert Reich. Robert Reich was an economist that worked with the Clinton administration, and he was just, as far as economics go, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, of course, he was, New York Times published him, uh, news media like CNN lauded, oh, he's such a brilliant man, and he's not. And I'm going to give you an example as to why. 
a while, I'm going to play some audio from him. This is actually him uh, trying to be funny on one of his YouTube videos. And the bit wasn't bad. He has some people he's working with that are producing for him that made him look really good. Probably wrote the jokes and all of that. But he, he delivered it well. I'll give him that. So I saw a meme a while ago that showed a airline, uh, a passenger airplane. And this is back in like the 1950s where everybody had a nice big comfortable seat. You'd get served lunch, a full lunch. And wow, where are we today, right? Crammed into little seats and so on. And Robert Rice tries to offer an explanation for this. This is your Captain Bob speaking. At this time, we ask you to rudely shove past each other and jam your bodies into our painfully small seats. Thank you for flying Consolidated Airlines. We know you have virtually no other choices. We hope you have an utterly miserable flight. So what he goes on to say in the video is... You know, airline seats are so small and crammed in. And what do you get for, you get a little bit of uh, something to drink and they give you like a cracker to chew on. And that's about it, right? And that's because he says airplanes, airlines have consolidated. And so you don't have many choices. And my answer is, once again, Robert Reich, as far as economics is concerned, has no idea what he's talking about. I just flew recently to visit my family in Florida. And it did not cost me a lot of money to do. I flew between holidays when prices were dirt low. I mean, really low. I actually flew out of Casper, Wyoming, which took me to Denver and to Tampa. Round trip cost me $377. Round trip. I'm trying to save money. Now, for people who would like a nice, big, wide, comfortable seat and get served lunch and be waited on hand and foot by a very attentive stewardess, they do have that. It's called first class. And if you want to pay for that, you can have that. But the majority of people are trying to save money. And so that's what I do. I just go ahead and pay the cheapest price. And you want to cram me in like a sardine? I don't care. Whatever, I'm only on the plane for a few hours, and then, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't need all of those comforts. I don't care, and most people don't care. And so there's where Robert Rice gets it wrong. You, you, it's so inconvenient to travel on airlines because they're consolidating and trying to save money. The fact of the matter is this is what people pay for. Now, if the majority of people paid for first class, first class would be most of the airplane. That's what Robert Wright missed. And I sent him, because he posts this on his own social media. I don't know if you'll see it, but I sent him a note explaining that exactly. That's why Walmart is one of the most popular stores out there, because the majority of people want to save money, and that's what saving money looks like. Why do the majority of people in this country have to pump gas, their own gas? We used to get sell, We used to get full service. They'd check our oil, they'd check our tire pressure, they'd wash our windows, they'd pump our gas. They did everything for us. Why did that go away? Because people want to save money. This is what saving money looks like. Why do people eat fast food? Fast food restaurants dominate the restaurant business. And fast food restaurants are getting less and less service. Because people want to save money. If you wanted to pay for these services, there'd be more of it out there, right? Once again, Robert Rice has no idea what he's talking about economics. I do John and Grand Candy Morning Glenn looks like a few more apps to order your fast food. Yes. That's basically what it is. 
Why an app? I showed up at a McDonald's uh, yesterday to get a uh, what sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin, which I love those things. And there was a line at the front counter, so I just used the kiosk and paid that way, which I normally don't do. I could have used the app. I consider I don't have the app, but I considered it. That's what saving money looks like. If people wanted full service and were willing to pay for it, that's what would dominate the market. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sunday drop. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If you're just joining me, I started off the program by pointing out in California they raised the minimum wage for fast food workers and delivery workers and so on to twenty dollars an hour, and a bunch of companies are already announcing massive layoffs and firings because of it. Well, of course that's what's going to happen. Of course, which helps how many people, right? All right, so. As I look at this now, and I've said this before, if you want to give yourself a raise, give yourself a raise. You can do that. Don't demand that government give you a raise because this is what happens when government tries to give you a raise. So don't demand that government give you a raise. You give yourself a raise. I've done that to myself. In fact, last year, as we were getting up to this time, first of the year, I started thinking, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I do set some goals for myself every single year. What do I want to accomplish in this next year? All right, so I set some goals. One of the goals I set was, you know, I need to give myself a bit of a raise. I'm doing fine. I'm, my money's good. I'm fine. But I need to give myself a raise. And so I thought, well, what do I do? Well, uh, I came out with another book. That was one. I do personal appearances and speeches and so on. That, that earns me some more money. Uh, there's endorsements to this program, and I get extra for endorsements, and so, and so that makes me. By the end of the year, I looked at uh, the money I'm making. I'm going, oh, I did. I I did well. I gave myself a bit of a raise. I needed some more money, and I did it. And I'm doing the same thing this year too. I'm looking at going. Okay, things are fine. I don't want to overwork myself. But what can I do to give myself a raise to improve my situation? And sometimes it's also, it's not, you know, you don't want to work harder. You want to work smarter. Sometimes it's maybe getting yourself into a better job, a better position. Some people switch jobs because it pays more. Some people switch jobs, it'll pay less, but they're happier. And that certainly happens too. But for people who want to make more, hey, there's that promotion, things like that. What you don't want to do is be this young lady here. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then, like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner, and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I'm so upset. 
why? Oh my god. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office, like it doesn't yeah, you don't Okay, get- let me just stop right there. She says like one more time. I'm gonna have to look up her address just so I can show up and like slap her. Like so anyway, um, you get the idea. She's complaining about, oh, I have to work all of these hours and all the commuting and so on. Well, what do you think your parents did and your grandparents did and your great-grandparents did? Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter. You know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. old people like my parents <laughs> that's funny well amy when you're working for me you have to have those kind of research skills because i'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me so for that you've got to be really good at technology for stuff like that no problem i'll just ask siri tell siri i want you ready to go at eight sharp each and every morning i don't understand what don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? Eight, like, in the morning, eight? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at eight? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until, like, three in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until, like, ten, where I order my grande chai tea latte, three pumpkin milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot, but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities, and right now I am not feeling very safe. I've been here for over five minutes, and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes, I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take today off? you, Amy... Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. Sure, fine. Yeah, but this is what happens when you have the improper attitude and don't give yourself a raise. So if you're working, and God bless you for it, I go to, like I started by saying earlier, on occasion, I after work, I'll swing by, let's say, a Subway, grab myself a sandwich, something like that. And the people behind the counter are great people. I mean, they really are. I enjoy talking to them. But these are people who are earning the least possible wage for what they do. If they're happy there, if they're working there for a reason, fine. But if they want to get a raise and earn a living wage, well, then don't stay there. You're going to have to work your way up. 642, wake Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So nobody was here yesterday, huh? No, you okay. know, and, yeah. and, that, and that's okay. I mean, I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, 
like everyone else, trying to recover from the, the, the holidays. Right, so yeah. Usually with me, like between the giving and the receiving stuff, you know, yeah. I want to just try to break even sure. on, on Christmas. And for a while there, I thought I was going to lose money yeah, on Christmas. Oh, yeah, but, okay. the, you know, the market rallied late in the day, uh -huh. you know, right before the bell. So and you, and I, you I, broke even. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking I'm about even. Yeah. Someone got Miss Mary the best present ever. She what is, did she get? Well, did you get a pony? No, better. She is wearing a blanket that is a plug-in electric blanket that's wearable. Do you know how cold she gets? A wearable electric blanket. A wearable plug-in electric blanket. She's going to need a long extension cord she, if yeah, she comes out over here. She's at her desk right now, all snug and cozy. So she's got a long extension cord to go. Or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. She worked that out. But anyway, best gifting was ever gotten to her. Yeah. Okay, now, we have New Year coming up. Yes. Okay, so let's go back to 1957. It's a little bit before my time. Yes, mine too, where this is what was in the newspaper in the opinion section. I'll tell you one thing. If things keep going the way they are, it's going to be impossible to buy a week's worth of groceries for $20. Yeah. I remember, and we had a family. You know, my parents had four kids, and we would go to the grocery because we had to go off the island to the grocery store, right? Because we're on an island mm -hmm. out there. And so we would load up. My mom would spend a hundred bucks and walk out with two shopping carts full. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you how far a hundred dollars gets you today. <laughs> like maybe like two bags. Yeah. You go down the bread aisle and you're <laughs> done. <laughs> you know, people in the fifties, you know, they 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 had a you know yeah. what once said that suburban migration but right. all the, everyone who came back from World War II, you know, so mm -hmm. they had to build all these neighborhoods and sure. stuff. They, did, they had it pretty good. I they mean. did, but now all, we also got to understand that people made a lot less money back then. Oh, very much so. So, yeah, it's, yeah. so everything is relative. It can be very relative. There are times when inflation spike and we go, what? But it's all relative. It's all good. It's bowl week for the Wyoming Cowboy football team as they'll be in Tucson to take on Toledo on Saturday afternoon in the Arizona Bowl. The Cowboys are 8-4. and four. This will be head coach Craig Bowles' farewell. He will retire after the game. Defensive coordinator Jay Sauvel will take over as the head coach after that. Toledo is 11-2. They're 8-0 in Mac play with their starting quarterback, Taquan Finn, entered the transfer portal, and he signed with Baylor. So the Cowboy defense will still have to be alert, and they, they the Pokes are three-and-a-half point favorites in the game. Both teams practicing down in Tucson today. That's a 2.30 start on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos over the weekend saw their playoff hopes practically evaporate as they lost to New England at home on Sunday night, 26-23. Chad Ryland kicked a 56-yard field goal with two seconds to go to give the Patriots the win. The Broncos managed to lose a game to a team that was 3-11 coming into the contest, playing at home, no less, and they're just a mediocre 7-8 overall. Four home losses by the Broncos have come to teams with losing records. New England had a couple of quick back-to-back -back touchdowns in the second half. The second one set up by a fumble on a kickoff by Marvin Mims. Denver managed to tie the game with a with a pair of two-point conversions, but they lost it at the end. There's two games remaining, but their ch playoff chances are at about 6%, and Denver will host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Here's a rundown of how the former Wyoming Cowboys did in the NFL over the weekend. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, 15 of 21 for 237 yards in the TD pass and an interception in their 24 20 
21 win over the Chargers, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Cincinnati linebacker and Casper native Logan Wilson with 11 tackles as the Bengals lost to Pittsburgh 34-11. The Bengals are on the playoff bubble with two games to go. San Francisco defensive back Tayshawn Gibson at seven tickle and sackles in the 49ers 33-19 loss to Baltimore. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with eight tackles, including a sack in the Saints loss to the LA Rams 30-22. In the National Hockey League tonight, the Colorado Avalanche on the road at Arizona. The Avs are 21-11-2 and currently lead the Central Division. That's it in sports. 1957. Have you seen the new cars coming out next year? Won't be long before $5,000 will only buy a used one. Yeah. And I don't even was, think you can buy a used car now for no, 5000 I did buy what I'm currently driving. Now, this is a few years ago. I bought my vehicle for $4,000 used. It had 83,000 miles on it at the time. Mm-hmm. But it has a millennial anti-theft device. It's a stick shift. It's a stick shift, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and they couldn't move it off the lot. So I was able to get it cheap. Now, if you look for something like that, you can get a good cheap car. Yeah. What, what did you buy your first car for? Oh, maybe 1500 bucks. Yeah. That's usually typically the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And it ran for about 1500 days, maybe. Yeah, that's about, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Well, that's a dollar a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think you did good. Yeah. So that's okay. Just wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So over the hump we go already. New year right around the corner. So first hour of the program, I talked about California. First of the erasing their minimum wage for fast food workers, delivery workers, things like that to $20 an hour. And right away, these companies announced they will be laying off or and firing a lot of workers, a lot, not a few, a lot. Well, gosh, that $20 an hour did them a whole pant load of good, didn't it? Gee, thanks a load there, pal, California. I just, just love what you guys are doing. So we got into a conversation here about money and about even younger generations. In fact, I think I'll go ahead and play this again, but it had to do with also what I was saying about what things cost over the years, where money comes from. This is an actual young lady who this year, earlier this year, posted this on TikTok. And it has to do, I'm not going to play the whole thing because she gets really annoying. I'm sorry, but she's probably a nice young lady. She gets really annoying, especially with how many times she says like, but. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here at like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home 
home till like 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset okay i'm so upset oh god <clears throat> okay so she goes on from there but i'm gonna spare you i understand it's hard it is it, it's hard she should feel very fortunate. Someone she would explain to her, feel, feel very fortunate that you live in this era and not your parents or worse yet, your grandparents. You should have seen how your great-grandparents had to live. Let's experience getting up before sunup and working until after sunset. And they may have lived right there on the family farm, but the work was harder than ever before. And the idea, I don't have time to work out. And then she goes on to ask, well, how do I even date? And how do I even, yeah, how about getting a life? Most people didn't. They were just trying to survive. So we do have a generation that's spoiled in a lot of ways because things are just there for them. Food is just there. You know, so many social activities and free time for a lot of people is just there. Because we have a lot of free time on our hands, which is not always a good thing, but we have a lot of free time on our hands. But also, I think one of the biggest mistakes that parents make today is not showing kids where things come from, or for that matter, letting them experience where things come from. We're used to an instant and throwaway society. You want something, you just go get it. You just show up and you slap down some money. You know, now, where's that money come from? You might wonder. But a lot of times that money just appears out of thin air. Years ago, I was in a mall. I was watching a five-year-old. And we were walking around the mall looking for something to do while mom was busy. And I went and bought her something, to like an ice cream or something like that. And then later on, she wanted something she saw in the store. Can we have that? And I said, I don't have any more money. And she said... Well, all you got to do, because she saw me do this to get the ice cream. I walked up to an ATM machine, and I drew some cash out. All you got to do is go up to that machine, and it gives you money. Oh, she doesn't know. Okay, <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. Now, how do you explain to a five-year-old, you don't just walk up to a machine and push a button, and it hands you money. You can go get what you want to get. She doesn't understand everything else that's involved with that. Nobody has explained it to her, but then again, give her a break. She's only five years old. But when a person gets into their teenage years, by then they should have learned. Not just because their teachers told them in school, but even more importantly, their parents told them, but also showed them, and even more importantly, made them experience it. So they understand where things come from. So they don't have this idea that whatever you want in life because a lot of young people want to be you know millionaires early in life well you can be a millionaire if you want to be a millionaire you can do that do you understand what's involved with being a millionaire now this song this was written about millennials a few the millennials by the way they're into their early 30s by now for millennials but still this song applies Amy, it says you are trained in technology. Hang on. That wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> Where's the millennials song? Hang on. Hang on. Let me go ahead and find it. I was in the work category there. I mean, scroll on down here. These files have gotten really big over the years. I mean, 
Here we go. This is the millennial song. One guy is singing all of this, by the way. He's one guy who did a YouTube video where he plays every single part in this song and then put it all together in the ding, 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 ding. And I don't actually blame them. We pick on them a lot. I mean, we really do pick on them a lot. But let's take a look at how they were raised. Yeah, nobody showed them where things come from. No one showed them work ethic, made them work for what they wanted or needed. So they really have no clue. Things just magically appeared out of thin air because their parents gave them so much and never explained the work that went into it. And so to them, they just simply don't understand. I did one time a program. It was almost the entire four hours of this radio show, which is rare for me to spend that much time on one topic. And the almost entire program was on raising alpha kids. Not just good for them, but good for our country if we do. 716, wake up.
News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 721 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So real quick here, some comments to what I was just talking about, DJ, up in Gillette. Morning, DJ. She says, here in Gillette, our millennials are working at the mine or the ranch. Good to live in Wyoming. Yeah, that's what I mean about raising alpha kids. And I had a chance to meet some young people who were with the Wyoming National Guard. Wow, was I impressed. So they do exist. It's not all hopeless out there. The types that have never learned where things come from, never learned work ethic, etc etc those are the ones who are going to be left way behind and they're going to be frustrated and angry and they're not going to know why and yet the alpha kids are the ones who are going to end up being out front leading us so those are the ones who will be successful it's like when we were younger there was a big battle going on there were of course the nerds who were busy with this newfangled thing called the computer and the internet and then there were all the other people out there who didn't understand. And, the, and there was a book written a while ago, The Nerds Won, because the, the nerds became the billionaires and the bosses and got all the hot women because they had so much money. And all the jocks and everybody else who had all the other jobs and so on ended up working for them. So raise alpha kids. They're the winners here. Red and Casper. Or a work ethic, the good feeling that comes from working hard, making something, and being rewarded for doing it. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to put that aside for just a minute. <clears throat> Our friend Judy in Mills just sent me something. Judy, this is great. Headline, Tesla worker injured by a robot that pinned him to the wall with its claws. Can I read that again? I really got to read that again. That's actually the headline. Oh, we get into the story, you get an explanation. But the headline is, Tesla worker injured by a robot that pinned him to a wall with its claws. This happened in Texas. The Tesla engineer was injured. 20, let me see, incident came to light through uh, an injury recorded uh, file to regulators. It noted that the injury type was a laceration cut and open wound. The robot pushed its claws into the man's body and drew blood from his back and arm, two witnesses said. After another worker hit the emergency stop button, the engineer managed to escape the robot's grasp and fell down a chute designed to collect scrap metal, leaving a long trail of blood behind him. Wow. That's like right out of a movie, right? And it's a Tesla. So the incident happened when the engineer was programming the software that controls the robot, which cut parts from aluminum. Two of the robots were disabled, but a third was uh, inadvertently left on. As it went through its motions, it caught the worker with its claws. Almost one in 21 workers at Tesla's Texas factory injured on the job in 2022. The information compared with an industry average uh, June 30th. Texas site has been Texas global headquarters since 2021. 
Now, it's not a matter of artificial intelligence. In other words... Whenever we at Boston Dynamics put out a video of our robots doing something fun like dancing or moving so swiftly and precisely, you wouldn't be able to hear them approaching. Our comment sections get flooded with responses we frankly don't understand. Comments like, oh my god, it's happening. The robot uprising is here. And do you want Terminators? Because that's how you get Terminators. So we just wanted to make a video to put everyone's mind at ease that nothing horrible is going to happen, probably. People should rest assured knowing we're in full control of the situation for the most part. This goes beyond any violent impulses these robots may or may not have been showing. In fact, these robots are designed to help people by doing stuff like performing tasks that can be dangerous for humans, data capture and inspections, operating warehouses more efficiently. And we've been delighted to see that the robots have started to teach certain abilities abilities to themselves. Abilities like sprint faster than human beings, tear flesh apart like pulled pork, and old gun. There's practically no situation in which these robots would turn to violence, unless one of our engineers accidentally presses the violence button, which we keep next to our office light switches. Even in the event of a violent uprising, we do have fail-safes in place. At the very first sign of violence, our engineers are trained to sternly tell the robots you don't have to do this. We strongly believe that that should probably do the trick, maybe. One time I walked in on all the robots chanting in unison in a language I think they invented. And that's probably fine. And our intern that disappeared last week has started responding to messages. So all is well, and he's definitely alive. In conclusion, please continue to enjoy our dancing robot videos. And trust that they will never turn evil. We're almost sure of it. So, yeah, what would you do? I mean, would you call, let's say, HR? You know, the, the robot in the assembly plant just uh, tore into your flesh, and then you, you were dumped down a chute meant for scrap metal. Do you call HR and, or, or leave them an email or something like that? Because Don, who's in Laramie, says... Never hack off the nerds for when they have fun. They're often using high explosives. Joey in Pine Bluff says, apparently the robot didn't go to the workplace violence training course. Well, yeah. Now, there's a good point, Joey. You see, if you ever have to show up for one of these meetings with human resources at where you work, do you ever see any of the artificial intelligence showing up to those meetings? No, they they seem to be exempt from them, aren't? Yeah, I, yeah, I see. I've thought about that. They they don't have to show up. Oh, you and I have to sit there and take uh, diversity training programs and anger management programs and things like this. But what about the artificial intelligence? Do they? No, no, they don't. No. So why is it just assumed that they don't have any kind of? Uh, prejudice against well they certainly don't have prejudice against human beings based on race or gender or whatever else political you know they just hate humans in general okay they just want to wipe all humans out so when it comes to true diversity and inclusion you can say that artificial intelligence already has it they don't care what the race or religion or whatever of the human being is they don't care they just want it dead and what's happening there at the Tesla factory maybe sort of kind of perhaps proves it.
Oh, it could have been just a workplace accident. Somebody made a mistake. But as we get into the world of artificial intelligence, don't you kind of doubt it? All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Now, that weather forecast that missed most of Wyoming, but then spun back around and took a few shots at us. Lusk, Manville, to name a couple places that got nailed really hard. Don Day's on at 745 to explain that and what the weather is going into the new year which is actually a really interesting forecast. Things change up quite a bit. Let's wake up, Wyoming. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Thirty-six to time. Wake up, Wyoming, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite song. Oh, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, hell, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. Headline reads from Cowboy State Daily: Escape from Chicago. Wyoming firearms founder makes world's most powerful AR-style rifle. I remember AR, <clears throat> Armalite rifle, AR-style. Some people think that means assault rifle. It doesn't. AR-style rifle, not machine gun, not assault weapon. And when it comes to banging big, dangerous critters, hunters want all the power they can get. And a Cody-based company has taken that to an extreme, says the article. Bighorn Armory, Inc., Townsend AR-500, the world's most powerful AR-style rifle. The semi-automatic weapon is chambered in the company's own 500 Automax cartridge and can thump out half-an-inch diameter bullets. (laughs) Yeah. Just as fast as a shooter can pull the trigger. Quote, bison are pretty much the toughest critters on this continent, and it's punch, it'll punch right through both sides of them, he says. Now, <clears throat> that's impressive, right? I remember having conversations. There was a, for a while, I was doing this program as an afternoon show, so I had my mornings. And a Reno television station, Reno, Nevada, had people come on as commentators, like you would see on Fox News and so on. And so during the course of their morning show, they would have me. Skype in, basically, and uh, sort of debate other people from opposing points of view. So when I brought up the AR-15, and I mentioned it's one of the best hunting rifles out there, and right away people started laughing. What do you mean it's a hunting rifle? I've heard that a lot. People don't understand. They picture the AR-15 as some kind of machine gun with massive bullets that, you know, why would you want it? And they they make the noise. You know, you shoot down the deer. No, that's, no. One bullet per pull of the trigger, and the AR-15 has a small bullet, which is perfect for small game hunting. What happens, though, when you're hunting something bigger? Okay, if you're hunting something bigger, that little two-two-three round isn't going to cut it. You're going to need something bigger. 
That's what this Wyoming company is doing. So the story says he wasn't the owner of this company, wasn't born in Wyoming. He said he couldn't feel more at home in the Cowboys state. He was born and raised in Chicago and already had an extensive background in manufacturing before he moved to Wyoming more than two decades ago. He said, I moved here about 21 years ago. I escaped Illinois, and I haven't looked back since. He enjoys wide-open spaces, freedom, hunting opportunities. He wasn't in Wyoming very long before the opportunity came knocking. He said, when I first moved out here, a neighbor of mine was a gun crank, the... 500 Smith and Weston Magnum cartridge had been created. And we thought, hey, wouldn't it be a great lever action rifle chambered for the 500 Smith and Weston? So the seed were planted for Bighorn Armory. The company was founded in 2007, started turning out first ever lever action rifles a couple of years later. Smith and Weston created the uh, 500, this is .500 cartridge. From its legendary revolvers, it dwarfed even the mighty 44 Magnum. The round made Smith & Wesson a household name, thanks in large part to Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry movie. He carried the Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum revolver. Cartridges like the 44 and the 500 Smith & Wesson are certainly respectable powerhouses in their own platforms as revolvers, the story says. But there's a long tradition of building lever-action chambered rifles, magnum revolver cartridges. The long barrels take the bullet's performance to a whole new level, he said. With their shorter barrels and gap between the cartridge chambers and barrels, revolvers blow out a fair amount of unburnt powder when they're fired, but this thing, well, he said the enclosed action of the longer barrel of the rifle allows the gunpowder to burn all the way. There's more explosive activity going on, in other words, and that sends it down for any critter that might be standing there in the way. So uh, AR stands for Armalite Rifle, not Assault Rifle, and it, tick- it, it usually takes a two-two-three, but uh, this one, they put something bigger in it because, again, what happens if you are out to shoot something bigger? You want to take down a buffalo or something like that. Well, that's exactly what this is meant for. And it's made by a guy here in Wyoming. Shy guy in Cheyenne. It's great for deer, antelope, and varmints. Yeah, 714. Did I say 14? 742, Wake Up Wyoming. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6, on air, on Alexa, and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 7.45 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So that last storm, Don, was a real jerk. It walks away just whistling and acting like it's going to do absolutely nothing. And then when we're not paying attention anymore, it turns around and backhands us. Yeah, we were, you know why we were having so much heartburn last week? Yeah. There you, there you yeah. have it. We knew that the likelihood of it not acting the way everything our tools was doing, and that's exactly what happened. Part of the tools got it right, but for the most part, no. It was it was an extremely difficult situation. Okay, so a lot of, for the, most people didn't get a lot of snow. There was a dusting where I was up in Buffalo. But when, surprisingly, you look at places like Manville, Lusk, along, there was a line along there where they just got buried. Yeah, and that's the Pine Ridge. You know, and we'll bring that up quite often. 
that higher ground that goes east-west from east of Douglas there to Manville to Lusk. And then that ridge goes all the way into north, northern Nebraska around Shadron. Uh, and, and that area got more than a foot of snow. Um, but we had other patches of snow that were pretty good. You know, we had around eight inches around Lander, but Riverton barely got any. Um, it was kind of, that's how it went. There were pockets of heavy snow and pockets of just the dust. Now, some places, uh, still the temperatures were not all that bad. It was kind of nice out, you know, considering all that was going on. A couple of places, though, wow, we had some Arctic temperatures. Yeah, very, very cold. And we're going to have some cold nights coming on up. High pressure's coming in now. So areas that do have snow on the ground, uh, we're going to have some pretty cold nights coming up. Nothing record-breaking, nothing terrible, but it's going to be chilly. The good news, though, is we're going to head into this upcoming holiday weekend with what looks to be high pressure, Glenn, for the rest of the week once the storm completely moves off to our east. We'll have several days of just cool, dry weather across the state. So it'll be nice not to have to worry about it. Uh, but anybody who has any designs in going east, Interstate 80 in Nebraska is a parking lot. Uh, mm -hmm. I-80 east out of Cheyenne is closed. For once, the rolling closure is not in Wyoming. The oh, rolling wow. closure is in Nebraska. Uh -huh. But it's a real, real mess on Interstate 80 in Nebraska. There's uh, lots of places in south-central Nebraska that have uh, four, five, six-foot drifts. Okay, and this is something you and I have been talking about for a little while. There was a high-pressure system over us that kept us in this little bubble of niceness while everybody around us was getting some pretty good weather. That system moved off. Here comes another high-pressure system to do it again, but that's not going to last forever. You know, I think after the first, we'll definitely have some changes. We definitely see, as we get a little further into January, the opportunity for some some bonafide, much colder air to come in uh, is on the table. Uh, okay. But once we get through today, still a little breezy, still a little chilly. You know, the, the weather Thursday through Sunday is going to be really, really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, not much wind. It won't be it won't, won't be really warm, but it really won't be terribly cold either. So if you uh, got um, something new for Christmas that takes you outside, well, there's a good chance you could do that here in the next few days. Okay. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. So, uh, okay, just hang in there. We got a few more days of niceness before. Let's head on over. Wait, wrong one. No. There we go. Icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. Sorry for the false start there. You didn't uh, jump over the line there, did you? No, 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 no. I'm, uh, you know, I, I waited for the, the Christmas yes, tree okay, to go good. Yeah, red, One of the flags to go off yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. So I was uh, telling you about 1957 Seven. in the new year. It was a right? great year mm -hmm. for somebody. And somebody said in the local newspaper in 1957, I'm afraid to send my kids to the movies anymore. Ever since they let Clark Gable get away with saying damn on here and gone with the wind oh. now every movie either has that or helen the victorian mm. age i think ended in yeah. 1909 yeah 1957 come on okay now you had, the, you had fonzie out there How, yeah, you know <laughs> i remember getting into i was you know i love airplanes and i got into an airplane that was built in the 60s and they still had, like, cigarette lighters and ashtrays <laughs> in a small four-person airplane, right? Well, just open the window, right? Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> so it, here's from 1957. If cigarettes keep going up in this price, I'm going to quit. A quarter, a pack? <laughs> I said that when it was a dollar. Yes, right, yeah. And I didn't. And uh, I said it when it was $2, yeah. and I didn't. Once I think it was like, by the time I quit, it was about 6 bucks. Yeah. Now, again, we have to go back to what we were saying. Five or six, yeah. Last hour is, think about how much money people made back then. Yeah, it's all relative. relative yeah. There. Yeah. Did you hear the post office thinking about charging a dime to mail a letter? Were they not charging at all before? Yeah. Uh, pff, what are they doing there? 
Well, I mean, I remember my dad walked into, and this is like back in the late 90s, walked into a convenience store with me and thought, when's the last time I had a candy bar? So we went over to where the candy bars were. A dollar, it's supposed to be like a nickel. And he walked out. I'm not eating one of those things. What's a <laughs> dollar? Well, a candy bar now, I walked over. It's I a was, buck fifty. Well, yeah. Or I, fact, two. But I they're was, big. But they are bigger, some of them. Yeah, I was in line at a, a grocery store, and I'm looking over, and, oh, when's the last time I had some M&M's? Over $2 a pack. Ooh. Yeah. And they called. I never understood this. The pack I was holding, they call shareable. And I'm thinking, no, this is a one-person pack here. Yeah. The tiny packs that are barely even enough to start your appetites called the fun size, mm -hmm. of which I find no fun whatsoever. And they're still $2. It is bowl week for the Wyoming Cowboy football team. They'll be there in Tucson. They'll take on Toledo in the Arizona Bowl coming up on Saturday afternoon. Cowboys come in at 8-4. This will be head coach Craig Bowles farewell as he will, will retire after the game. Defensive coordinator Jay Sauvel will take over after that. Toledo went 11-2 on the year, 8-0 and in MAC play, but their starting quarterback, Daquan Finn, entered the transfer portal and ended up signing with Baylor. So the Cowboy defense will have to be alert for their sub, and the Pokes are three-and-a-half point favorites in the game. Both teams practicing down in Tucson today. That's a 2-30 start on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos saw their playoff hopes uh, practically evaporate as they lost to New England at home on Sunday night, 26-23. Chad Ryland, probably one of the worst kickers in the NFL, kicked a 56-yard field goal with two seconds to go to give the Patriots the win. Broncos managed to lose to a team that was 3-11 coming into the contest and playing at home, no less. So overall, they're 7-8. and eight. They're, just, they're just mediocre. Four home losses by the Broncos have come to the team with losing records. New England had a couple of quick back-to-back -back touchdowns in the second half. The second one set up by a fumble on a kickoff uh, on a kickoff by uh, Marvin Mims. Never managed to tie the game, but then lost at the end. There are two games remaining in the regular season, but the Broncos' chances to make the playoffs are about 6%, and they will host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Here's a rundown how uh, some of the former Wyoming Cowboys did in the NFL over the weekend. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen 15 of 21 for 237 yards, a TD pass, and an interception. Their 24 21 win over the Chargers. He also had two rushing TDs in that game, and the win kept the Bills' playoff hopes alive. Cincinnati linebacker and Casper native Logan Wilson had 11 tackles in the Bengals' 34 11 loss to Pittsburgh. The Bengals are on the playoff bubble with two games to go. San Francisco defensive back Tishon Gibson had seven tackles in the 49ers' 33 19 loss to Baltimore. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with eight tackles, including a sack. In the Saints' 30-22 loss to the L.A. Rams. In the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche will be on the road at Arizona tonight. The Avs are 21-11-2 and currently lead the Central Division. And that's it in sports. Here's a good one for you. Whoever thought seriously someday gas would be 29 cents a gallon. Uh, now, I remember exactly where I was when it hit a dollar. Was it a full-scale riot? Or? I, I, I was looking at this going, I can't believe it's hit a dollar. I, I know what gas station I was at in Fort Myers, Florida, and I go to pump, and I look at the pump, a dollar. <gasps> what, what is the world coming to, to, Frank? I just, no. All right, today, today, though, I mean, holy cow. <laughs> it, it, would, it's, it would be a riot today yes. if gas was a dollar. We would, Yes, it would be for a whole different <laughs> reason. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. I got roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. And then you and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming.
about six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. And rolling downhill from here all the way into the new year. Hopefully the new year is not all downhill, but I will. <clears throat> I have my concerns anyway. So we've reached the 8 o'clock hour, as I do every morning at about this time. It's open phones. Caution. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Again, you can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. I, sorry about this. I have more sound effects because I was about to start this hour with a whole separate different topic. I had everything ready to go. And then all of a sudden, we hit breaking news. Now, with breaking news, I always have to figure out which best goes with this breaking news. I mean, you know, when you're watching television network breaking news and they have all the sound effects and everything that goes with it yeah, okay a little different on this program <clears throat> let's try it here breaking news mm, it's, it's mediocre there with the crash over there this one might do it breaking news no it's a catch reject here breaking news it's a glass breaking it's okay what about a plate uh, see CNN breaking news. This is CNN breaking news. See, breaking. That? Okay, okay, that's uh, in fact. Break, here, here's a montage of CNN. They do this a lot. This is CNN breaking news. Breaking news. All right, breaking news. We are following breaking news. We are continuing to follow breaking news. Thank you for sharing this big breaking news day with us. Breaking news. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, this goes news. on We're getting Fox News does their Fox News alert. I think this one fits perfect for the story. Breaking news. <laughs> Now, some of you will recognize it as the Cheney head explodes thing, because when I say Liz Cheney, that's the reaction that I get from some people in the state of Wyoming. But this is going to be a different kind of head explosion. This is for people who hate Donald Trump. Now, you folks celebrated when you incorrectly thought that Colorado has kicked Trump off the ballot. Colorado did not, Supreme Court did not actually kick him off the ballot. Here's what the court said. You have to read their decision. Yes, they want to take Trump off the ballot, but they're going to stay that or hold it in place. It's not going to happen until the U.S. Supreme Court hears it, which they know the Supreme Court's going to end up hearing the case. So Trump stays on the ballot until the Supreme Court makes this decision. That's what Colorado said. So right now, Trump is still on the ballot in Colorado and will be until the Supreme Court makes the decision. So now let's get loaded. This, this is the headline that I just came across. Michigan Supreme Court bucks Colorado's lead, rejects bid to oust Trump from ballot. Let her rip. Well, I, that's just going to make their heads explode, but this is one of those things where it never goes the way you think it's going to go in courts, okay, for different reasons. Here's the story. The Michigan Supreme Court has rejected an attempt 
to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 Republican primary ballot. The decision comes after the Colorado Supreme Court last week disqualified Trump from appearing on the state's ballots in 2024. Now, again, with a caveat, he's still on the ballot until the Supreme Court decides in Colorado. This disqualification, which was made under the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, is related to, and it goes on to why, okay. Significantly, Colorado, this is a quote, significantly, Colorado's election laws differ from Michigan laws in a material way. That is directly relevant to why appellates in this case are not entitled to, well, seeking a concern about removing from the ballot, which basically the Michigan Supreme Court doesn't have that kind of power. The Michigan Supreme Court does not have that kind of power. Appellants argue that the political parties are state actors for purpose of putting forth candidates for their presidential primary. Thus, the political parties are the sole subject to the U.S. Constitution. Oh, and by the way, in Colorado, if if the Colorado Supreme Court decision is upheld, then the Republican Party is just going to switch to a caucus system, which they're allowed to do, and that keeps Trump on the primary ballot, which, again, has exploded. That still, though, they have to deal with the general election after that. Quote, the appellants are notified that this court on December 19, uh, 2023, a majority of the Colorado Supreme Court held that Trump is disqualified for holding office under Section 3. I didn't put that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the problem that they have there, again, with the Colorado court decision when it gets to the U.S. Supreme Court, well, you know, it, it was insurrection. This was, and he's not allowed to be on the ballot because of insurrection. And as I pointed out last week, Trump has never been actually, other than some people saying he's guilty of it, there has never actually been a legal charge brought forth of insurrection. He's never been convicted of it by a grand jury. There was no lawyer, well, there's private lawyers who say, but I mean, there's no legal court filing accusing him of it. And furthermore, he's never been found guilty of insurrection in a court of law. So you can't file against him for insurrection. But here again, the Michigan Supreme Court says we're not allowed to decide that. That's up to the political parties here in the state of Michigan. So Michigan's going another way. Uh, The 14th Amendment states... No person shall be senator or representative in Congress or elected a president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the state or as a member of any state legislator, as an executive or judicial office of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof by Congress, Uh, But Congress may vote two-thirds in each house to remove such a disability. So they gave an out where Congress can go ahead and say, you know, we're going to go ahead and take this law down. But they haven't done that yet. And again, in order to do this, Trump, this is where I think that Colorado is going to have a tough time. And even for the lawyer in Laramie, Wyoming, who filed 
to get Trump removed from the ballot here in Wyoming, he's going to have a hard time, too, because unless Trump, it hasn't happened yet, no one has taken legal action to accuse him legally of insurrection, and he's never been found guilty in a court of law. Therefore, since he's never been accused of it, much less found guilty of it, you can't do this. And Michigan, I think, decision was a little bit different in this, their Supreme Court saying, we're not allowed to make that call. Their, their constitution is a bit different. 815, wake up. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight nineteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, phone number to get involved. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight eight ninety seven W O O D S. And then I'm really pleased. Let me do this just for a moment here. Uh, people who are texting me on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you can do. Uh, Wake Up Wyoming app is free at your app store. Go to your app store, type in Wake Up Wyoming. Boom, there it is, free. Hit the chat option, and you can send me text messages while I'm on the air, and I answer back. So we have Dave and Wheatland, Chet and Yoder, Shy Guy and Cheyenne, Don's and Laramie, Joey's and Pine Bluffs, Red's and Casper, DJ and Gillette, Doug is in Cheyenne, Mason's in Casper, Jude is in Mills, Wyoming, John is in Granite Canyon, to name a few of the people who've been sending me notes this morning. You can do it from wherever you are, too. So uh, if you're ever out of range, several radio stations carry this program. If you're ever out of range, you can also use that app just to listen online. Either listen off your phone or it becomes a podcast later when I get done and off the air. All right, so this morning started off with beginning of the year in California, a new minimum wage law takes effect for people who are doing restaurant work, and that includes delivery people and so on, $20 an hour. Now, it may sound like a lot, but if you're living in California, it's still not a lot. But, hey, we're going to help these people, $20 an hour. And what happens it already, it's already happening. People are being let go from those jobs in large number. So, wow, that $20 an hour did a pant load of good for these people, didn't it? Now they're unemployed. All right, so how is the economy been working for you? All right, first headline, because it's very Orwellian. It's what you're being told than what there is. One headline, Chicago Fed says economy served up a cup of good cheer in November. Economic activity in the U.S., it says, picked up pace last month. The economy appeared to grow slightly faster. And there's a long-running trend, according to the Federal Reserve. But you see, that's not the problem. I mean, have things grown a bit? Sure. But, so the Chicago Fed National Activity Index, which weighs 85 economic indicators to compose a picture overall, of economic activity. Moved into positive territory in November. The index is designed to show positive values indicating above trend gross and negative values below trend gross. And then it talks about the economic indicators, which is all supposed to be good news. So on the good side, yes, things have improved as far as jobs are out there and more people are working and that's all good news there, right? But remember now, as the president says, I created these jobs. No, your government, because of COVID, sent a whole bunch of people home. And unemployment, I mean, we were set into a depression. Unemployment was at an all-time high. But then, after government finally got off our backs, 
Now, we have people taking those old jobs back. So that's not your government creating jobs. That's not what happened here. Government did not create jobs. People just went back to work where they were before already. But still, we have a bit of a problem here. Let's see. Mike and Laramie on Trump. Hello, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was actually tremendous. What about yours? Uh, we had a white one down here on Laramie, so I spent Christmas Day shoveling snow. Okay, well, uh, I suppose that's good because that, that's exercise, right? And your wife was happy <laughs> with you? Okay, I'm just trying to find the positive married. here. You're not married? I'm not oh, married, well, but Well, then I'm your life sucks. You should have been inside watching <laughs> TV and eating pizza. All right, go ahead. Anyway. Yeah, I, um, when this whole thing about Trump and the ballot down in Colorado broke, you know, and you know, it was all over old talk shows, and I get three of them here, one from Cheyenne, Laramie, and one from Thornton, Colorado. One of those shows had a constitutional lawyer on as a guest, and he pointed out that Trump can't be convicted of insurrection because there is no law on the books defining insurrection. And if there's no definition... There's no law they can point to and say, you violated this law. Right. Yeah. But if he can't violate, if there's no law on the books, he can't be convicted of violating something that doesn't exist. Right. So, okay, there they have a problem there. And then there's also the problem. Let's say they did have such a law in the books. I still have a problem with nobody has ever legally even accused Trump. Not not someone just pointing a finger and wagging and saying, I think that. I mean, an actual legal charges filed against him. That's never happened. And no That's court has happened. ever found him guilty. So they have nothing. No, they don't. And they can't. They will have nothing because they can't point to... Mm. This part of the title of U.S. Yeah. Code, blah, 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 you violated right. this because it doesn't exist. Okay. So I, in that sense, the U.S. Supreme Court has no choice in its ruling. I, I think that be the case. It should be yeah, anyway. But, but, yeah. But, yeah, the discussions I heard is, is just a matter of it's going to be a 9-0 or a 6-3 or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for those people out there who wanted Trump kicked off the ballot, sorry to disappoint you. Exactly. All right. Thanks for calling, Mike. Mike calling in from Laramie. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number. You can do what he just did. He changed the topic on us, which is fine. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods is the number. Eight 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 Ninety Seven W O O D S. So okay. Next headline I have because I'm still on the economy. Biden boasted about economic uh, recovery makes him appear out of touch with the uh, with the American people, according to economists. Uh, CNN analysts. Oh, he's not supposed to do this on CNN. Oh, they're probably going to fire the poor guy. CNN analysts issued a grim warning for President Biden on Friday, suggesting the 2024 candidate may lose the upcoming election if he cannot change Americans' minds regarding the economy. During an appearance on CNN this morning, analysts and Spectrum News political anchor uh, Errol Lewis said the president has tried to use Bidenomics as a campaign slogan. Because the economy is the number one issue for voters. He noted recent polls suggest Biden and his handling of the economy may not necessarily be going over very well with the with parties out there because of inflation, as well as misconceptions about some other things that are out there. So sure, the economy might be getting better, but if voters don't appreciate it. Now, this is why I say it's nice that people got back to work. That's a good thing. But then try to go spend that money. All right. Because that, and inflation has eased in its 
level of growth, but it's still inflating. Inflation is not inflating as fast as it was a little while ago, but it's still inflating, and that's still hurting us. Let's see. So I love this headline here. Biden scolds media coverage of economy. Start reporting it right. The story says there was no Christmas cheer for President Biden on Saturday as he demanded media outlets begin reporting on the economy the right way. And his uh, remarks delivered before the board of, and he, he talked about where they you know, he was talking to. He gave a stellar report. All good. Take a look. Start looking, uh, reporting on the economy right away, he said. Biden, standing with voters, uh, he struggled through the 2023, well, with an economy under his leadership being of prime concern. Um, Let's see, economy, let's see. Uh, Here's polls on Biden. Uh, How many people approve of the way Biden's handling the economy? 28%. Preserving democracy, approve of his handling of democracy? 17%. On immigration, 12% approve? Who's that 12%? that actually approve of the ways in uh crime and gun violence 12 percent climate change five percent of people approve of the way the president is handling climate change and abortion three percent well that's how he polls and you know what i think of polls but i do think he's way down there but also completely out of touch with what's going on also i hate the idea i always have how is the president handling the economy i got news for you the president is not supposed to be in charge of the economy. Government is not supposed to be meddling in the economy. The economy is supposed to be separate from government. That's the way we're supposed to be doing it in this country. So the idea that, I mean, the the idea that a president is supposed to try to create jobs and improve the economy, even your governor doing it or your city doing it, that's not their job. And when they do get involved, you see the mess they make out of it, right? All right, coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way right after a local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Nice, long segment of open phones. So, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. Sunday drop. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Pardon me, just looking something up here. Um, Getting a few comments over some of the things I was talking about here. So Chet and Yoder and Biden goes on vacation. Well, you know, a lot of people go on vacation this time of year. I don't fault him for taking a vacation. What I get a laugh out of is where he's going. Let me see. It's not a Camp David thing. Uh, no, he's going out. There was some... I think of the island that he goes to. Yeah, Caribbean island or Caribbean, if you say it that way. There's an island that he and his wife like to go to, and that's fine. If, if they want to go out there, go right ahead. I just want to remind him of climate change. Because in order to go to the Caribbean islands out there, 
You can you imagine the entourage of planes and vehicles and so on, and yet this is the same guy who wants to cut our carbon footprint and fight climate change. So I don't care if he takes a vacation. That's not my problem over here. My problem is, hey, Biden, if you want to save the planet from CO2, you ought to just take that time off and stay home because you live within driving distance of the White House, you know. Hey, Jude. Hey. <laughs> Uh, you know your little goat? That would be the perfect... <laughs> Excuse me. That would be the perfect scream for Janie now. Would it be? Okay, so yeah. the the screaming goat. Yeah, your screaming goat that you had okay. online. And let me tell you about that real quick before I go ahead and play that again and let everybody know what I'm uh, what we're talking about here. The and see if I can find the goat thing. I have it somewhere. But anyway, the the screaming goat is here we go. You're talking about this. Okay. So DJ and Gillette got me a you got me a Christmas present. Thank you for that. DJ and Gillette got me a Christmas present. It's a goat that stands up on a little pedestal. And when I touch the pedestal, it goes... So I actually have one in the studio now. I love it. I love it. So, okay, who kidnapped Carl? Oh, okay. So No, no, Carl is back and safe. What had happened was, folks, I went to Buffalo, and there was a whole group of us that were going to meet, and there was an event hall rented out because there was enough of us. And we had a big Christmas party. And one of the teenagers there, a young teenage girl grabbed Carl and tied him up and posed for a picture with him wearing a mask. So I went ahead and said Carl had been kidnapped. And throughout the night, she kept she would she put him in an oven. She held him over oh, a gas stove. She was making threats. By the end of the night though, she was nice enough to give Carl back, which is good because I would have had to kill her. Well, I was thinking, my God, what what would be the ransom for him? Oh my God! <laughs> Considering how anyway, the reason, yeah. the reason I called is that gentleman that called earlier uh, about uh, the Trump thing. I watched the trial in uh, Colorado, and Casperella testified, and there was a, a law professor that did say that he said, uh, "What is the meaning of insurrection?" Because I'm not aware of any 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 meaning on it. And I wasn't aware that Trump had been uh, found guilty of it or tried for it or even uh, accused of doing it other than by the Democrat Party. And the judge judge was not having any of that go on. He kept going, stick to the subject, you know. And then when Cash Patel got on the witness stand, he really blew the Democrats out of the water. I can't believe the judges went that way with it, but... You know, now that we know that Michigan is not going to follow through, it's going to all fall. It's just keeping Trump tied up and mm-hmm. off of the trail. Right. And the last thing I wanted to say was do yourself a, a favor, people. Don't go on Twitter. It is the most disgusting uh, anti-American, anti-social. I mean, every time I went on, I would just get madder by the minute. So I finally just deleted the app. I'm not going to sit here and watch lies being told about a good man or his family, you know? Okay. But I got rid of of Twitter some years ago 
because I noticed, and this was quite a while ago, but uh, what I had done was post a few things. Nothing outrageous. In other words, Judy, nothing like what you post. We know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Nothing outrageous, but some things that some people might have a disagreement with. And I noticed that whenever I did that, nobody ever saw those posts. And I thought, and then oh, I yeah. heard the term shadow banning. And I began to realize it was true if I ever said anything even mildly opinionated, in my opinion, that you hear on the air every single day. And I said it in the most, I mean, really tender way that I could say it. My opinion is, you know, and I would just state my opinion. It would be shadow banned. And finally I said, well, then what's the point of Twitter? So I got off. Now, I was happy to see Elon Musk, but now there's, it goes a different way. This is what free speech looks like when it's unfiltered. So you've got to be able to put up with a whole lot of people who are going to say oh some God. really obnoxious things. Page after page of hate. Yeah. I mean, hate for anything. They're po- it posts a lot of, you know, that are lies because you're, you're like I am. We're pretty savvy. We read the news and decipher what it's really saying. Uh, there was one more thing, too. They've got to do something about this spoofing. Okay. Now, that is calling the cops on somebody, the FBI, showing up at their homes. And this is going to get somebody killed somewhere. It already has. Green. They did it to uh, uh, Dan uh, Bongino. They've done it to several judges. And the fact is, is that should be a crime. Yeah, it is. Actually, to let you know, a little while ago, I had seen a documentary on this. And I'd never, I'd heard a little bit about it. Didn't know a whole lot about it, but in the documentary, it showed somebody. It started really just with one guy who just, I guess, had a mental disorder and started doing this. And it kind of went to other people doing it. After he did it, he showed other people that they can do it. And if you're thinking, well, somebody's going to wind up dead, oh, people wound up dead. And this guy who started it all is in jail now because of some of the... Yeah, that's what we're called. But it still goes on. It is illegal. It's horrifying, and it's scary, too, because now, you know, most people like me, because I'm so boisterous and stuff, if the FBI showed up at my house, I wouldn't know whether to open the door or not. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and they don't know what they're dealing with. All All right. right. I'll explain to everybody what we're talking about. All right, thank you, Judy. Uh, So here's what we're talking about. Some years ago, somebody, again, who just, he must just be... I think he seriously does have a mental disorder. He was much too old to be living at home with his grandma, not even his mom, and would threaten her so she couldn't kick him out because she was afraid to of what he would do. And he was just mooching off of her. And, of course, he's at home alone and bored and watching television and on the Internet. So in a lot of chat rooms, too. So to prove to somebody what kind of power he had, he found out somebody's name and address... And he called the police and said, help, I'm being held hostage or something like that, you know. And the police show up with a SWAT team. Now, it's called swatting for that reason. It's called swatting. And once he found he could do it once, it got worse and worse and worse. And so, yeah, if you're thinking, well, eventually someone's going to wind up dead. Because every time somebody calls the police and says, hey, this horrible thing is happening... The police don't know if it's real or not, so they're going to respond as if it's real. I mean, it's an active situation right now. They're going to show up like it's real. And this has been done to some 
major name people, not just by this one guy, but other people found out they could do it, and so it really got bad out there. So it's called swatting, and yeah, there is somebody who started it all in jail right now because of it. It is illegal, but you know it still happens. 845, wake up. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, okay, let me see. Back to 1957. Okay, Frank? It's a great year for yes, something. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. For cars, I'm it's, sure. I'm, I'm sure. I, it oh, must hey. have been, oh, yeah. Yeah, 57 Chevy. Oh, oh God. My Lord, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids today. How, many, how often have you heard that? All right, kids today. Impossible. Those ducktail haircuts make it impossible to stay groomed. Next thing you know, boys will be wearing hair as long as girls. And they did. And he was right about that. Yes, yeah, he was. Okay. And matter of fact, they, they still are. Yeah. In fact, and, I, and matter of fact, the kids who had long hair in the uh-huh. 50s and 60s have long hair now. Now, imagine, in fact, our founding fathers of this country had long hair. So oh, they, take yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. It's, so imagine, yeah. though, uh, I go to a barber uh, here in town, which is a traditional barber. He has a sign up there that we used to be what a haircut was from way back when. Mm-hmm. If they think I'll pay 50 cents for a haircut, forget it. Guess what? Yeah. He, he was paying 50 cents more or more. What, what do you think uh, 1957 people would think about today? Because a lot of people have just all sorts of different color hair. There's green hair, <laughs> blue hair, there's, you know. <laughs> like, you, you weirdos. And tattoos are in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I remember when a friend of mine in high school, he got his ear pierced. And there were some older adults that just, you got your ear pierced? Well, if you go throughout history, uh, that happened a lot, depends yeah. on where you are. Now, piercings and tattoos are a big thing. It's like if you didn't, if you don't have a tattoo or your ear pierced, you're the weird one. Yes, yeah. Now, in my generation, when I was in high school, yes, we were blue jeans, but they were nice blue jeans. We usually wore a nice shirt. The girls always dressed up and did their hair. It was after I graduated high school that it suddenly flopped and the grunge look was in. Still is. What about you? Still, you know, um, I think I remember jeans just being, you know, they, they weren't ragged or anything, but, you know, they, had, yeah. they they still had holes in them, but it wasn't like today you see people. Yeah. And then and then girls always would cuff up their the bottom of sure. their, their, their jeans. Okay, here's, the, here's the difference. You didn't pay for holes in your jeans. No, I did not. They were free. All right, in the National Football League, the Denver Broncos saw their playoff hopes practically evaporate over the weekend. They lost to New England at home on Sunday night, 26-23. Chad Ryland, one of the worst kickers in the NFL, kicked a 56-yard field goal with two seconds to go to give the Patriots the win. The Broncos managed to lose to a team that was 3-11 coming into the contest and playing at home, no less. They're a mediocre 7-8 overall. Four home losses by the Broncos have come to teams with losing records. New England had a couple of quick back-to-back touchdowns in the second half. The second one set up by a fumble on a kickoff by Marvin Mims. Uh, Denver showed some resilience. They managed to tie the game and convert twice on two-point tries, but ended up losing in the end. So there's two games remaining, but their playoff chances are about 6%, and they'll host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Here's a rundown of how the former Wyoming Cowboys did in the NFL over the weekend. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, 15-21 of 21 for 237 yards, a TD pass, and an interception in their 24-21 win over the Chargers. He also had two rushing touchdowns in that game, and the win kept the Bills 
Bills' playoff hopes alive. Cincinnati linebacker and Casper native Logan Wilson had 11 tackles in the Bengals' 34-11 loss to Pittsburgh. The, Beng- the Bengals are on the playoff bubble with two games to go. San Francisco defensive back to Sean Gibson with seven tackles in their for the 49ers in their 33-19 loss to Baltimore. New Orleans uh, defensive lineman Carl Granderson with eight tackles, including a sack in the Saints' 30-22 loss to the L.A. Rams. It is bowl week for the Wyoming Cowboy football team. They're in Tucson to take on Toledo in the Arizona Bowl coming up on Saturday afternoon. The Cowboys come in at 8-4. and four. This will be head coach Craig Bowles' farewell. He'll retire after the game. Defensive coordinator Jay Sauvel will take the reins over after the that Toledo went 11 and 2 overall and 8 and 0 in MAC play, but their starting quarterback Taquan Finn entered the transfer portal and signed with Baylor. So the Cowboy defense will have to be alert for their second string guy. And the folks are three and a half point favorites in the game. Both teams are practicing down in Tucson today. That's a 2:30 start on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche on the road tonight at Arizona. The Avs having a good season so far. They're 21, 11 and 2, and currently lead the. Central Division, and that's it in sports. So I'm betting Coach Bowles wants to go out in an extremely. Oh, I bet, yeah, yeah. And I think that'd be a, a, the perfect fit to to end yeah. his good, not only his tenure at Wyoming, but yeah. his coaching career. Period. That's that's gone on for over four decades. And would you think that the players oh, would want to give him a yeah, send off? Yeah, there's a lot of motivation there. Okay, there's so, a lot of motivation. So what what there. are you seeing for this? I know it's early, but it's going to be a close game, and yeah. I think it may be decided on the last play of the game. You think so? Just like the just like the bowl game last year against Ohio. Okay. All right. Well, so when, when does this happen? Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Afternoon. Well, you know what time? 2.30. 2.30. Is it going to be televised? It's on that bar stool thing, so I'm not... Oh. I think it's on the CW this year. Okay. The, the bar stool thing is a completely different story. Oh, okay. <laughs> not amazing. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll on to news time after that. Then it's open phones again. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Wake up, Wyoming. say that even sometimes when I'm wrong about something, I'm accidentally right. I like that. I'll explain it to you. So it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday over the hump we go and all downhill into the new year. Uh, Hopefully next year's better. But here's the deal. I was wondering, since the first of the year, 2024, is Monday. I had to ask Miss Mary, do we have Monday off? Is that a holiday? I think we get Monday off as usually New Year's is a holiday, New Year's Day. So I looked it up because we have this thing called Exponent, which, you know, helps us through all of our workplace stuff. And it lists Monday as a paid holiday because it's the first. Now, when I sent her a note, I accidentally wrote, it shows Monday as a pain holiday, P-A-I-N, pain. I didn't write paid. I wrote pain, P-A-I-N. To which she laughed. Then I thought about it a moment. I really do believe this. I do think the reason that we get New Year's Day off 
is because everybody is going to need the day to recover from New Year's Eve. Would you say I'm right about that? The reason you have Monday New Year's Day off is to recover from New Year's Eve. So wouldn't that make it a, yes, exactly, Miss Mary, it's a hangover holiday. Therefore, it is not a paid holiday. It is a pain holiday. I'd never thought about it that way. Just to show you, even when I'm wrong, I'm accidentally right. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I wanted to backtrack just a little bit on something. For those of you who missed the first hour of the program, uh, I did mention that California begins first of the year with a $20 an hour minimum wage for restaurant employees. Which, you know what happens last time they raised it to $15 an hour. Now they're raising it to $20 an hour. Pizza Hut is one restaurant that's laying off, or firing, really, getting rid of its delivery drivers. Other restaurants are doing similar things to be able to pay. They can't afford $20 an hour for everybody. So they have to let people go. So, gosh, that minimum wage increase really helped a lot of people, right? Okay. Now, as we got into a lot of economic news this morning, Last hour, I mentioned that Biden is really upset because the media is not properly reporting how wonderful the economy is. Now, while it is nice that uh, people have gone back to work, which has nothing to do with Biden, but people have gone back to work. The problem, though, is the economy is still a mess. We still have supply chain issues. We still have inflation. Now, inflation, which was inflating at a very fast pace, is not inflating as fast. But inflation is still inflating. We have problems out there economically. And most of them are caused by the government. Now, at the end of what I was reporting last hour, there's, well, Biden's mad. He wants the, the media to tell everybody the good news. Not a lot of good news out here. Sorry, Mr. President, not a lot of good news out here. All right. At the end of that, the news story I'm reading includes several polls. Now, you know what I think about polls. I mostly dismiss them as garbage. But suddenly it struck me. I want to take a look at what they asked people about in these polls. And then let's review what a president is really supposed to be in charge of. The first poll question is, how do you think the president is doing on the economy? You know, forget what the number is. I don't care what the number is, whether people think he's doing good or bad. By the way, his, his approval numbers suck on that, but so what? Your president is not supposed to be in charge of the economy. No president is. A president does not create jobs. Presidents can do things to get in the way of job creation, but presidents don't create jobs. We are supposed to be a free market. So leave it up to the economy to 
to run itself. What government does is take care of anybody who's being dishonest. Other than that, government needs to stay out of the economy. So the first poll question deals with something that no president should be involved in, the economy. Second question, preserving democracy. How is the president doing at preserving democracy? Well, uh, we are a republic, which you can argue is a type of democracy, and that is actually something a president should do. The, the purpose of government in America is to keep us primarily, first off, in a bubble of freedom. That's why we have military. That's why we have police, you know, things like that, to keep us, to protect us so we can live our lives as we want to live them. Not as the president says we should live them, but as we want. That's why it's none of the president's business as to whether you have an electric car or not. Okay, or a gas stove in your house. It's not his business. His job is to preserve the republic, keep it in the bubble of freedom and foreign invaders and even people who are acting poorly within our country to deal with them so you and I can live our lives as free people. Next, how is the president doing on immigration? That goes back to the last one, preserving our democracy. It's okay. People can move to America if they want, but we have a process for that to make sure that criminals don't come in, terrorists don't come in, people with disease don't come in. People that come to this country aren't here for a handout, but they're here to make something of themselves. How is the president dealing with crime and gun violence? That's not the president's job. That's up to your local government. That's your sheriff. So that question shouldn't be asked. The president's not in charge of crime and gun violence. And why do they name gun violence? Gun? Why not just violence? I've, I've argued many times. It doesn't matter the tool that the criminal uses. I don't care what tool the criminal uses. That doesn't matter to me. So I don't care about gun violence. What about violence? How about that? All right, next one. How is the president doing on fighting climate change? Uh, the president is incapable of changing the weather. I know that's a bit of harsh news for some people to hear, but you, you cannot ask the president to change the weather for you. It, he's not capable of doing it. Well, he's going to get out there and curb CO2 emissions, so we, that's not going to change anything. The president is not capable of changing the weather. I'm sorry, he can't. Next, how is the president on abortion? Okay, again, not something a president should be dealing with. So most of these, the only one I would put in here, the only two, preserving our democracy and dealing with immigration. Other than that, none of these things should be done. Not one. Dan and Cheyenne, New Year's Day is not a pain holiday for me. Well, me neither. I First off, Dan, I, I'm really a wimp when it comes to this. Um, I don't stay up late. I don't care to watch the ball drop. I go to bed early, and I'm not a drinker, so I don't really. I just wake up and go, yay, New Year, yay. Heidi John and Grand Canyon. I have to, have to disagree with Judy over, uh, since Elon took over Twitter, it's been a lot better. Just read a story that the George's Secretary of State is refusing to testify under oath to the accuracy of the um, demitting uh, voting machines. Okay. I do think, this is why I was saying, John, 
to Judy that if you want to know what free speech looks like, go to Twitter. I know they're calling it X now. Go to Twitter right now. It's It can get ugly, but that's what freedom of speech is, when people are allowed to say what they want. That's what's going on on Twitter right now. 9.15, wake up. The best talk show host in the state, within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays at 6. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I've been picking on Biden a lot this morning, but, you know, he he deserves it. I still like that. I don't mind that the president's going on vacation. That's fine for me. It's that time of year when a lot of people go on vacation. In fact, if you go to this building, which usually has a pretty good number of employees in this building, most everybody's out. Because it's between Christmas and New Year, so this is when most people get their last vacation out of the way. And it makes sense to do it at this time. So if the president wants to go on vacation, go ahead. That's fine. I don't care. It's just that he's going to the Caribbean and he's going outside of the country on Air Force One, plus all the backup planes and their vehicles. In other words, his carbon footprint is going to be massive. He could have just gone home, which is driving distance from the White House, if he cared to save the planet. But all right. Headline, Biden anti-consumer crusade targets four more types of appliances. Here we go again. And this is where, is the president fighting climate change? The president cannot change the weather. Okay, your government is not capable of changing the weather. Not reading on here, though. 2023, it says, was an unusual bad year for appliance regulations. And, uh... Future years won't be much better unless Congress finds a way to stop the nonsense. It all started January. A commissioner for the Consumer Product Safety Commission announced an investigation into the safety of natural gas stoves and boasted that a ban on them was a real possibility. That sparked a powerful consumer backlash following by strong denials from the Biden administration that they were going to do such a thing. And, of course, they were lying. Uh, but they went ahead with its inquiry, and in February, Team Biden launched a second regulatory attack on stoves, this time in the form of a new Energy Department energy efficiency standard. A careful read of the proposal reveals that it is much tougher on gas stoves than electric versions. Part of the administration's multi-pronged attack on natural gas use is climate change. In just gas stove, in fact, Biden regulations have launched proposed regulations for other appliances. Uh, With the rest of the Biden administration's energy agenda, these regulations put the climate agenda ahead of the interest of consumers. By the way, here is a picture of Vice President Camilla Harris and her husband. And they're in their kitchen. And right there in the kitchen is a gas stove. And remember... Googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez, who was railing about gas stoves in her apartment on video. And right behind her was a gas stove. And when people pointed that out, she said, well, my apartment comes with a gas stove, period. Yes, but you can go ahead and get an electric burner and put it on top of that, period. So, again, the hypocrisy here. Okay, now here's other things that they want to regulate. Dishwashers. Already probably one of the most overregulated appliances, having been subject to four rounds of tighter limits on the amount of energy and water they consume, 
Regulations are the reason dishwashers now take two hours to clean a load of dishes. And I have noticed, now for me, and you'll notice this if you read my book, The Uncomplicated Life, as a single guy, if I use a plate, I wash the plate, I put the plate away. I just rinse it off, wash it down, put it. It takes me just a moment. If I grab a spoon and I eat with the spoon, when I'm done, I hold it under the sink, I rinse the spoon, and I put it away. But it's just me. If I had a whole family, it would I would probably need a dishwasher. And I have noticed with dishwashers, they don't always get things clean. And you can thank government regulation for that. Cleaning performance has suffered, the story says. Many customers report having to rinse their dishes by hand before running them in the dishwasher or running their dishwasher more than once. Well, that's helping, isn't it? All right, next one. Air conditioners. Residential central air conditioners are being regulated by both the DOE and Environmental Protection Agency, EPA. And the cumulative impact is large and still growing. The efficiency standards that took effect in 2023, boasting installed costs of a new unit by now, it'll go up by about $1,000 or more. And um, climate change measures coming from the EPA in 2024 will raise the cost of refrigerants needed to repair existing systems while further increasing the prices of new models. See, but your president says he's winning the war on inflation, right? Adding insult to injury, new climate-friendly air conditioners uh, to be introduced come with increased flammability risk. So you'll feel cooler? Probably not. And your house will burn down, too. <clears throat> washing machine, clothes washing. Like dishwashers, washing machines have endured tough water and energy regulations in 1994, 2004, 2007, 2015, 2018. Now... They use so little water that, in many cases, homeowners have to... See, now, here I gotta go. I'll take something personal with you. I don't have to worry about washing clothes that much because look at what I do for a living. I'm sitting in here talking to you. So when I put my clothes on wash, it's a light wash because I don't have much dirt or grime. It's just regular wear, nothing special. Right? But for you folks who work out there, out there, the ranchers, the farmers, the truckers, the, you know, on and on it goes. Oil industry, gas, uh, construction workers of all sorts of different kinds. When you come home, your clothes are filled with grime. So you have to put your clothes into a washing machine. And if you have kids, pff, okay. And most washing machines, people get their clothes out, they look at them, they throw them back in, wash them again. So once again, your government, we're trying to save you money and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it doesn't really save me a whole lot if I got to put it through again and again. Furnaces, no two homes exactly alike, which is why it makes sense to allow a wide variety of furnaces. But your government doesn't see it that way. Recently finalized efficiency standards for outlawing the kinds of natural gas furnaces that uh, make sense for, well, very few people. Specifically... The rule eliminates the option for non-condensing gas furnaces in favor of condensing ones. Condensing furnaces are more efficient, does comply with the rules, they say. You know where this is going when it comes to keeping nice and warm. Now, again, the, the regulations just continue. Laws written by bureaucrats just continue to come your way rather than allowing you the consumer to make your own choices 
If you want to go use something more energy efficient, in your opinion, you can buy that. If you want to buy something that's less energy efficient, but let's say uh, to clean your clothes, it's not very efficient in water and electricity, but damn, it cleans your clothes. That should be your decision, right? There, once again, is government involved in your business. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Nine thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, a story just came up by David Strom, who is a columnist that uh, work, well, works for quite a few different people. But I looked at this and I thought, oh my God, is he absolutely right? There is, as you know, there's, of course, the website and YouTube page, Babylon B, which is satirical. They make a point through satire, through comedy, through humor. All right. They, Babylon B, put out a website called Not the B. And the point of Not the B was headlines that were so outrageously bizarre, you wonder, is that parody or not? Is that supposed to be satire or is that a real headline? Now, I've told you over the years, I've had to change. I have in my files here, when I click on my web browser, up comes across the top a toolbar filled with files. And those files have links to news organizations that I've used. Now, the way I classify them, group one is top news. Those are the best news information sites that are out there. And who is in top news is no one you would recognize anymore. The big name players... You know, like New York Times and Washington Post and CNN and, you know, other organizations like that aren't even on the... Even Fox News fell off top news as far as actual news. A lot of these news organizations you've never heard of. Second news, uh, a lot of other news organizations, most of whom you've never heard of. But I even dropped Drudge Report out because after Matt Drudge died, I don't know what happened to the Drudge Report. Get a load of this. Woodward and Bernstein, for those who are old enough to remember them. With the Washington Post, they broke Watergate. Those were two reporters who, one of them got on the story. They hired, they brought in someone else to help them out who was more experienced. And between the two of them, they went digging and they fought the Washington establishment, which was not easy. And they broke Watergate. Now, that was the Washington Post back then, right? Get a load of the Washington Post today. So here's a picture of a Washington Post uh, above the fold. And for those who have not heard that term, that was back in the days when most newspapers were paper. And when you fold a paper in half is how it was delivered, right? Yeah. Okay, so above the fold. That's what you see on the newsstand when you walk by in the street. There's three stories. Here are the three stories. A brutal struggle for queer Russians. That's story number one. Story number two. Vaccine foes gaining power. People who are against vaccines are, you know, gaining, especially mainly vaccines like COVID and so on, are gaining power. 
And finally, the big story, the big cover story, the hunt for climate disease. The hunt for climate disease. And that was last Tuesday's edition of the Washington Post. And there's some comments out here as people are looking at this going, the hell happened to the Washington Post? Yeah, a brutal struggle for queer Russians. Vaccine foes are gaining power on the hunt for climate disease. What happened to Woodward and Bernstein and breaking stories in Washington, D.C.? I mean, imagine if Woodward and Bernstein and the Washington Post went after Nixon on Watergate. Imagine if in using the same as they did back then, that they went after the Biden administration, not just Hunter Biden, but Biden himself. Biden would have been thrown in, not just out of office, but in jail a long time ago if the Washington Post was still like back in the days of Woodward and Bernstein. The Clintons would both be in jail. So would Obama. Okay, And you can argue, uh, I know people would argue whether Trump would or not. Go ahead and have that argument if you want. I'm not, my point is, and there's many other people in Washington, D.C. that should have either been thrown out of power, even jailed in some cases, if the Washington Post was still doing its job. The hunt for climate disease? That's your headline now, Washington Post. At this point, this is why I used to have, way back when, before the internet was really around, I kept, I got at home a stack of newspapers and magazines all the time that I poured through looking for news, things to talk about on the air. When the internet came along, I just started watching those uh, places online, but the worse they got, the more I just took them off my list of, I must read these every day. Not even worth reading. Al in Hillsboro, I went to Zambia 2018 at a B&B. There was a new AC that was uh, R22. Here was stopped in 2009. China is still using. We are being snookered. So in other words, the rest of the world is using machinery that we in America will soon not be able to get, which doesn't surprise me. Al, I have written and talked about recently that most of the rest of the world is increasing its use of coal, gas, and oil while we're giving it up. So as we're told that, well, you're not going to be able to use gas stoves anymore and about your home heating and cooling, and we want you all in electric cars, et cetera, et cetera, the rest of the world is going the opposite direction. Despite what they might say, they're actually going the opposite direction. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 948 to time, Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. All right, back we go to 1957, Frank. Were there Karens mm. in 1957? I'm sorry, parents or carrots? Karens. Karen's. Karen's. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, in fact, uh, let's go. I don't know. I think this might have been a 1960s thing. But remember the TV show Bewitched? Yes. Wasn't that a Karen that was living next door? Remember the yeah, neighbor? Yes, yes. Yes, okay. That, that, it was a total Karen. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. So I think they did, they did exist, yeah. Okay. We just didn't call them Karen. We okay. just called them. 
Well, we'll, we'll skip that. I part. forget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Things we couldn't say in front of our kids. No, so, okay. Uh, 1957 newspaper. It won't be long before young couples are going to have to hire someone to watch their kids while they both go to work. Yeah. He was right. That is yeah. Nostradamus type yeah, stuff. That's right. Yeah. In 57. Yes. Marriage doesn't mean a thing anymore. Why those Hollywood stars, they get divorced at the drop of a hat. Well, so is everybody else now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just afraid that the Volkswagen is going to open the door for a whole lot of foreign businesses. Another Nostradamus. Oh, my Lord, yeah. There in 57. <clears throat> yeah. Thank goodness I won't live to see the day when government takes half our income in taxes. Sometimes I wonder if we're electing the best people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that hasn't changed since 1776. God, yeah, okay. Um, oh, oh, I love this. I love this. The drive-in restaurant is con is convenient in nice weather, but I seriously doubt they will ever catch on. Oh, well, that's when they had people on skates that would actually... Yeah, exactly it, it wasn't right, like yeah. a drive-through, it was a yeah. drive-in. Right, exactly. But yeah, all people do now is they roll up their window and wait for the food to come, and they roll it back down and grab it real quick. Yeah. All right. There is no sense in... in um, Wait, there's no sense going to Lincoln or Omaha anymore for the weekend. It costs nearly $15 a night to stay in a hotel. Well, that's, well yeah. that, that's what they should be charging now. Yes. Why are people going to Lincoln or Omaha? Well, because any, maybe, anyway? they live, maybe they live like in, you know, Scott's Bluff or something. Oh, okay. So, in other words, Lincoln or Omaha is a step up from where they are. I, I, w I would hope so. Okay, yeah. boy, that's sad. All right. And finally, no one can afford to be sick anymore. $35 a day in a hospital? You can't even get two aspirin for 35 bucks. No, not anymore. Now, now unfortunately, not to get really deep for you here, but I know a few doctors, and a big part of the problem is you're paying for the people who aren't paying anything. You know, so oh, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's a big part. But now try to bring your own bottle of aspirin in. Oh, you can't? Oh, no. No, you have to buy the hospital aspirin, yeah. Frank, or they won't let and, you and in And those there. little popsicle sticks yes. are about seven bucks, I bet. I've never done the popsicle stick. You know Must the one where they, they stick the IV there? You know, oh, then they put the popsicle stick right there? Okay, yeah. I, hope it's a, I hope it's a good flavor. I'm, I'm bringing my own. It is bowl week for the Wyoming Cowboy football team. They're going to meet Toledo and Tucson at the Arizona Bowl on Saturday afternoon. The Cowboys are 8-4 and four overall. This will be head coach Craig Bowles' farewell. As he'll retire after the game, defensive coordinator Jay Sauvel will take over after that. Toledo went 11-2 and two and 8-0 and oh in MAC play, but their starting quarterback, Taquan Finn, entered the transfer portal and signed with Baylor. So the Cowboy defense will have to be alert for the second-string guy, and the Pokes are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Both teams practicing down in Tucson today and that is a 2.30 start on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos saw their playoff chances practically evaporate on Sunday night when they lost to New England at home 26-23. Chad Ryland kicked a 56-yard field goal with two seconds to go to give the Patriots the win. He's probably the NFL's worst kicker and the Broncos managed to lose to a team that was 3-11 and coming into the contest playing at home no less. 
and they're just a mediocre seven and eight. Four home losses by the Broncos came to teams with losing records. New England had a couple of quick back-to-back touchdowns in the second half. The second one set up by a fumble on a kickoff by Marvin Mims. Denver uh, did show some resilience. They managed to tie the game, but lose it at the end. And there are two games remaining, but their playoff chances are about 6%, and they'll host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Here's a rundown of the former Wyoming Cowboys did over the weekend. In the National Football League, Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, 15 of 21 with a TD pass. He threw for 237 yards plus a pick in their 24-21 win over the Chargers. He also had two rushing TDs, and that win kept the Bills' playoff hopes alive. Cincinnati linebacker and Casper Logan Wilson, 11 tackles in the Bengals' 34-11 loss to Pittsburgh. The Bengals run the playoff bubble with two games to go. San Francisco defensive back Tayshawn Gibson had seven tackles in the 49ers' 33-19 loss to Baltimore. And New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with eight tackles, including a sack and the Saints 30-22 to 22 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. That's in the so, so basically what the Broncos decided to do is you could not suck anymore. You are well, no, they, really they, they watch this. They, they could have sucked a lot more. Oh. However, in a game like this when they had a lot to play for, they yeah. sucked. Okay, because I figured, you know, uh, we couldn't possibly get any more worse than that hold my beer kind of moment. Watch us lose to this team that we shouldn't have. We really shouldn't be losing to these guys, right. but by God, we're going to. And it was it was a close game at the end, but the first half was kind of like a pillow yeah. fight. Like, okay, so did they bother even to show up, really? Before not the entire time. <laughs> so the show, we give them credit for showing up for half the game. For, for much half yeah, the game. Okay, yeah, thank much, you, yeah. Frank. <laughs> Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. we got to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming.